Welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper, the man sitting around the table from me. Normally I stay to the right of me, but for some reason we switched it up this week. Is the man they call Josie, Andrew Josie Utz. Well, hello, Greg. It's good to see you, man. It's good to see it's you. It's been a minute. Yes. Um, we were, we've, we've gotten in the habit of only record of because we release episodes now once every two weeks instead of once every week, uh, we're seeing each other half as much. I know, which is twice as heartbreaking. Although now we're going to be seeing a lot of each other and we'll get into that in just a moment. <laughs> uh, this, as we mentioned, this is the official podcast of Camp Riley District 5810. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us a little later in the program. We will be joined by – actually, we won't be joined, not in the studio, not physically, but we've already been joined by Jenny Carter. Jenny Carter has uh, given us a little bit of her time. We talked with her about her Ryla story and uh, being a, uh, a stay-at-home wife, which she took a lot of pride in, and I think it's really cool. Yeah, and I really – yeah, I really like that conversation that we had, and I really like Jenny, so I'm biased. Yeah, you are biased. Um, I like Jenny too, to be clear. That may, came <laughs> off, that may come off like I don't like Jenny. Uh, I do very much so. So, but but one thing I do want to get into before we get in, into the the topic at hand is that this podcast is going to be released um, on the Monday prior to the Saturday that the staff arrive at camp. And prior to the Sunday, this will be the last podcast before camp. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I was I'm trying to work that around, <laughs> trying to say it in a, in a thoughtful way, but instead it just came out like word salad. This is basically your camp pregame show. Mm. This is what it, yeah, the way I think about it. Okay. If you think about it, this is because uh, you and I are both going to be uh, at camp on staff. Um, yes. So we are uh, reconvening two thirds of Prestige Worldwide. Worldwide. Um, I think we all know where the – well, avid listeners will know where the mm-hmm. other one-third yeah. is. Yeah. Um, I don't want to call anybody out, but Brett Scroggins abandoned us. <laughs> uh, although I have some some nominees for yeah. who could be the third member of Prestige Worldwide because it has to be a trio. It's a power trio. Right. That's what I asked. Um, here's, some, here's some options I want to throw out at you. Okay. I think Mackenzie Wilson would be an interesting. I'm sorry, Mackenzie Duncan. Boy, ah, uh, boy, I got we'll caught. edit that out. I got caught. Uh, Mackenzie Duncan, I think, would be an excellent member of the team. Okay, I'm trying to think of him because it, it can't be a counselor, right? Right. Which is why Brett abandoned us. Uh, who else would make? Do you think really fits in and gets gets what Prestige Worldwide is really all about? So someone and he kind of threw his name into the ring mm. early. Mm. Um, Tyler Chris. Ooh, he does have that that prestige worldwide air about him yeah you know i don't know why it couldn't be a quartet you know i think we have to stop naming names because yeah. then, we'll then it'll quartet just swell quintet yeah in like bad. staff okay <laughs> but this is a good point of, of bringing this up hello ryla staffer who's going to be at camp that has not appeared on this podcast yet mm. guess what we're going to be recording interviews at camp for the what podcast. believe it or not a road show we're doing a road show we're going we're playing road yes. games again Playing some road games. Um, and so just be prepared that we may come up to you at some point during the, the week in, uh, in Midlothian and say, hey, you got 15 minutes to chat with us about some nonsense? And they'll say yes. Yeah. Who could say no? 
<laughs> Who can say no to you? So uh, let's get on with the program today. Um, once again, we opened it up to our guest, Jenny Carter, to select a word off of the big list of words. And, and here's, here's the issue, though, is that she chose patience. A great word. Great word. Great, great choice by Jenny Carter. Here's the issue, though. We've already done a patience episode. We have. And so now, here's the fun part of this, though. And as uh, a co-host, I made a unilateral decision <laughs> that whenever somebody changes or whenever somebody selects a word that has already been used, it's going to be a wild card episode. Wild card. And I'm going to insert some uh, air horns in oh, where I said that. nice. So nice. We'll, we'll do this again. It's going to be a wild card. Dang it. Oh, my gosh. I screwed it up. Let's try again. I was too, I was too okay. geeked up about it. <clears throat> it's going to be a wild card episode. Good. Good pause for okay. that because I'm going to put it put in, the, uh, in post. Okay. So what the wild card episode means is that we're going to talk about whatever's on our mind. And, and something that has been sticking in our mind. And so I've got the big segment today. I've got, I've got something to think about. And, and I want to ask you. So you, you know what I do for a living. I am a vagrant. Yes. Um, a man of many talents but and jobs. one thing I do is I follow uh, the sports. Yes. I, there, was, there was a thing, and maybe you didn't see it, but it happened earlier this week in the world of baseball. Mm. The, the, uh, the game of diamond base, diamondbacks. Um, where I'll, – I'll take you through this. Okay. The Pittsburgh Pirates were playing the St. Louis Cardinals. Okay. Do you know where I'm going with this? Um, this didn't get a ton of play. I don't think so. But it's stuck in my mind. Okay. Pirates outfielder Starling Marte was at the was at, at the plate. And in the fourth inning, the Cardinals pitcher, Jack Flaherty, threw a pitch that ran in on him, as in it was, it was inside, and it ended up hitting him on – the hand. Okay. Or so it appeared. Hit by pitch. Hit by pitch. And if you're not familiar with baseball, if you get hit by a pitch, then you get to take first base. It's a free it's a it's like a walk. You get a free base. Mm-hmm. Well, here's the thing. Starling Marte refused to take the base. And he refused to take the base because the ball actually hit him on the end of the bat. Okay. Which is technically a foul ball and should not have been ruled a hit by pitch. Okay. So he, he refused to take the base. He ended up grounding out after that. Just took the strike instead. So here is and, – and, and I thought a lot about this because I don't think I've ever seen this before. I've never seen what you're talking about. That basically this guy passed up a free base because he knew what had actually happened and said, no, I'm, I'm not going to take that. I – you know, instead – um, I'm going to go and do. You know, I'm going to do the, the the right thing, quote unquote. I'm going to. I know the truth. I'm going to stick to the truth and say, you know what? It didn't actually hit me on the hand. It hit me on the end of the bat. Okay. But that got me thinking about a bigger issue, which is I think that when you're in a position of leadership, obviously, you have a responsibility to your team. You have a responsibility to the people that you are leading. Right? right, to do what is in their best interest. I think that in a lot of ways, you have to, it is your responsibility to do what is best for the group. That I think as a leader, that is what has been entrusted to you, uh, that you are going to act in the best interest of the group. But there is also the idea 
of integrity. And sometimes you are going to be faced with a choice of something that is better for the group or something that maybe is not the 100% truth, 100%, the, the, the okay. best possible thing that you could do from a moral perspective. Right. And so I'm interested in, in, in where that line is as far as – so for example – what Starling Marte did for the Pittsburgh Pirates ultimately was a negative for the Pitts, for his team. Yes. It was, you know, it would have been better if he had gone and taken the base. Math will lay that out <laughs> if you want to go into that. Like, there are, there are pro- win probabilities and all this fun stuff. But basically, he cost his team, however small, an advantage mm-hmm. on this, on this, in this instance. But I would say that he did the right thing. Like from a moral, ethical perspective. Right. My question to you is, is there a hard and fast rule for you uh, or, or generally when you're talking about a leadership position of where the, where the best interest of the group stops and where the idea of having integrity and moral, you know, uh, moral um, scruples Ooh, that, uh, begins? Words. Um, yeah, and I think that's an excellent question. <clears throat> and for me, I guess this is probably revealing a little bit too much yeah. behind the curtain. Let's do it. For me, that's a movable line because it takes into consideration other factors. <clears throat> you know, a uh, a decision I may make on a Monday, depending on the, the group that I would be leading, might not be the same decision on a Thursday. And when you were telling me this story, I I had totally missed it in the news but to me, it was uh, sounding like uh, Marte was actually betting on himself. You know, hey, I'm not mm. going to take the base. I'm going to do something better. And it, this may speak to me. I totally blew past the whole ethical, moral decision. That's of, interesting. That's not what happened. I, I wonder how many people thought of that too, of just saying, uh, of you know, from from kind of what you were from your perspective of what you were saying, of talking about. Oh, I can do better than this. Mm-hmm. Like I don't want to take, I don't want to take the. I'm going to use another sports metaphor. <laughs> I, I'm not going to take the free layup. I'm going to take the the, the tougher shot. You know, right. I want to. I want to face. I want to do. I want to do as, the best that I can, and I I believe I can do better than that. That's really interesting, um, and, and something I hadn't necessarily considered. But I do wonder that again, when you're when you're in charge of people, especially mm-hmm. when you're in charge of people. Um, I think inevitably there are going to be choices that that leaders have to make tough choices about what they stand for and where that where your where your ethics are um, with regards to you know in comparison to to your your commitment to the group and, and I, I don't know I thought about that a lot because I, I I wonder what his teammates were thinking yeah because I wonder like for example. Let's just say that you and I were in a um, – we were in a uh, – we were building a Pinewood Derby car. Okay. Remember Pinewood Derby? Oh, man. Yeah. Yes. Let's say we were building a Pinewood Derby car. And let's just say that a rival team, uh, somehow their plans for their car, which we know is going to be very fast, leaked onto the internet. Right? Okay, right. Do we have a response? The, for the betterment of the group, for our team – the best thing we can do is look at those plans and figure out what they're doing and take the best things, take their ideas from them. That is, that is, I think, unequivocally the best thing we can do 
from a from an X's and O's perspective, but another sports <laughs> metaphor. Right. But at the same time, that is probably not the honorable thing to do. Do you know what I'm saying? I do. I do. And you know when you when you phrase it like that, um, I would not take those. You know, I'd probably peek at them just because I'm <laughs> I'm a human. You know, but yeah. um, that I would I would fight the urge to have that impact our decision based on a, a competitive standpoint. Because think of it from the other way: if mm-hmm. you if your plans leaked onto the internet, yeah, think of all the work and time and effort you put into that car just to have somebody else. Yeah, steal it. It's it's just re- interesting, and, and I was thinking about that because I think that I think that it's really easy, and it's it's a it's a fun thing to to post on your Twitter account to say that I have ethics, you know what I mean, <laughs> stuff like that. But when mm-hmm. the rubber meets the road, and and you've got other people who are depending on you, I don't know. It gets a little dicey to me. I thought yeah. that was I thought I don't know. I I saw that I saw that, and as I mentioned, I love baseball, and I'm, for some reason, I don't think. The, I don't think the Pittsburgh versus St. Louis highlights from July 16th necessarily resonated with a ton of people. But that was something that I thought of uh, whenever I saw – I was watching um, the, the television I saw that. So anyway. That's that. very interesting. Anyway. Definitely something to think about. I'll say this. I think Sterling Marte did the right thing. I agree. I think that, I think that in the end, you're measured by your honor. It's just me. And it, it's these little moments, um, you know, it, better for the – for the game and his team to take that mm-hmm. base, but better for Marte and who he stands for and moving forward, who he is. Right. I think that's going to pay dividends in the long run for him. Anyway. And that's the right thing to do. Anyway, Sterling Marte, if you are interested, is hitting, as of this moment, he's hitting <laughs> 275 with 16 home runs. Having a nice year there. 30 okay. years old for the for the Pittsburgh Pirates. Anyway, go Sterling Marte. <laughs> um, now, that's something to think about. Uh, now we are going to be joined by a very, very special guest. Jenny Carter is on deck. Let's hear what she has to say. Stay with us on the Rally Cat. Josie, we're playing a road game today. Yes, we are, Greg. We are not in our normal studio, and instead we find ourselves uh, here getting ready for one of the, the Rila staff meetings. And and we've we've managed to wrangle you. You got your lasso out. I did, and you wrangled us a guest. I did, ladies and gentlemen. Please, we're not going to be able to clap because we're holding our microphones. <laughs> so just imagine the clapping when I say, "Please welcome Jenny Carter." Yay! Ooh. Hi, Jenny. Hello. How are you? I'm fantastic. What's new in your life? Oh, you know, just living life. Moved back to North Texas recently, so that's exciting. So where were you before then? I was in College Station for three and a half years. I think there's a whoop there. The home of, whoop. The home of Texas Tech University, if you didn't know that. Incorrect. Is that not right? No, it's University of Texas. Oh, Everybody okay. knows. You're still fun. wrong. All Uh-oh. of them are wrong. Is that where LSU is? Greg's, I'm a, sorry. Greg's a high school guy. You shouldn't know this. Yeah. Um, so... We are. You are. You've told me off air that you are at least. You didn't say fan, but you did say a listener of the podcast. Yes, I do. She she was very specific not to use the word fan. So that's okay. So then you know how this starts. (laughs) At least you're. We're still looking for the one fan of this podcast. We're looking at them. So you know how this starts. Yes, Jenny Carter. Will you please tell us your Ryla story? Well, I was one of the five to six campers each year that is a sibling of a 
um, somebody else who's come through Ryla. So I got to have that cool experience of following my sister, Becca. Um, so That was Josie. That was, that was a nice look y'all exchanged <laughs> there. Um, so I had... I knew that Ryla was awesome. I knew that it was a big part of her life. I didn't know if it really, like... If I was like the right fit for it, but I applied anyways. I think I was the only one that applied for my school to go. And I went and I knew a few secrets while I was there and tried to play dumb. And and it was fun. And I had a fantastic experience and really grew grew enough that my English teacher, when she wrote my like recommendation letter for college, she actually talked about Ryla. And how really? it, ah. she felt it had changed me and how much I grew. It was more of a shout-out for Ryla than it was for me. But that's okay. I guess it worked. <laughs> the recommendation letter for camp? Yeah. <laughs> Fine. Well, it's, you know, it, all, it all counts. So then, um, so you've been, what year were you a camper? I was camper in 2006 with old Josie over here. That's oh, right. Oh, you guys were, oh, guys. So then, Josie, let me ask you. Yes. Were you guys, did, did you know Jenny at all at camp? Um, I feel like I didn't know Jenny until like 2008. Yeah. Okay. Which. The year of the go to Jay. Yes. Is the year after our AC year. So if you can imagine our AC year, we didn't even cross paths. Wow. Yeah. Really? Really. Mm-hmm. Did do you, is it just, just a thing you don't like? If you don't like Joe, we can, I can, I can turn off his headphones <laughs> and you can just say it to me. Um, Wait, what? Who just clicked? Somebody just turned um, it. So if you don't like Josie, you can just tell me. Oh, I would never say that out loud. Okay. That's fine. Out loud. Well, that's a nice, I'm that's a consolation. Kidding. I'm just kidding. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. I was like, well, do I, is this a rebuttal for me? Like, I feel like we should focus on the podcast. Uh, so from, from 2006 to now, what roles have you uh, filled at camp? Um, I came back as an AC, and then I was on alumni staff for a few years, including the first year when we really got to know each other in 2008. Um, and then I jumped into the role that I don't know that really has a title. It's like assistant to the assistant activities director, but basically um, organizing the alumni staff and telling everybody what jobs they have. I did that for mm, three or four years, and then that is when my husband, Ty, and I moved to College Station, and the job that I was working the like really busy time was during camp, and so for the last four years, we've been part-time Mm. Um, staff and just come on the weekends and so this will be my first year back full time at camp. What was that transition like to coming like because camp is so I feel like it's one of those things that builds throughout the course of the week um, obviously the part time part of it is, is different but it, did, did you feel that it was um, a different experience for you coming back in a part time capacity? For sure. Um, first of all you come in and you don't know what anybody's talking about like all these inside (laughs) jokes about you know like people drinking hair that has been shaved from somebody's chest or like scrambling eggs in their mouth things like that Mm. just don't make sense when you come in at the end of the week um so after the first year i learned to ask questions because the first year i was just like okay i'm just gonna stay out of it not be a part of it and then i learned that i had to ask questions so that i could feel like i knew what was going on um as far as inside jokes but it was kind of nice to come in and just be able to jump into any task um 
because you don't necessarily have a specific role, but you're there to help in whatever way you can. So jump in and staple newspapers or help direct traffic. That part is easy but also difficult in not having a designated task. But is it safe to say that you're excited about coming back for a full week, uh, though? Yeah. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> Jeez, dumb question. Didn't even let you finish the question. No, didn't. Uh, so how do you use... Uh, stuff, stuff, uh, leadership tools that you learned at Ryla in your everyday life? Um, so Ryla kind of has shaped my career path a little bit. So I um, came out of college uh, teaching high school and coaching, um, and that was around the same time that I had the role at camp of kind of um, directing the alumni staff, and I just loved that role so much. I loved the organization part of it and dealing with people, um, but uh, kind of having that behind-the-scenes role, I just loved that. It wasn't like a bad kind of stress. It was a good kind of stress. And so um, after the first few years of teaching and just the anxiety and things that come with that, I realized that I really wanted to pursue something that was a little bit more like what I had done at camp. Um, And so I transitioned into an administrative role at a school and that um, I just enjoyed that so much. And so the skills that um, I kind of honed and grew at camp um, really actually shaped what the last few years of my career have looked like. You chose the word patience. You're actually the mm-hmm. second person to choose patience on this podcast, which is fine. This is just going to be a wild card episode of the podcast. <laughs> um, why did you choose that word? Um, as I was looking through your long list of words, that is the one that jumped out to me as like a very important part of like every day of my life. Um, and seeing in like not in the big picture, but in the small daily things of having patients, especially dealing with other people. It's so easy to like quickly, even like driving on the road and somebody makes some erratic decision and cuts you off or something. Like if it's raining, hypothetically. Like it's raining or something. Yes, something like that. I don't know when that happens. Probably. Texas. It would never happen. Sometimes. Um, And so like instead of being like, oh my gosh, you're a horrible driver, I hate you, being like, they maybe you're trying to get to a hospital. Like, the patience to take a moment to think that I don't know what's going on in their life, and so I shouldn't, like, mm. judge them for that. That type of thing constantly, especially, like, when I was working in the front office of the school, I was dealing with different type of people that had um, different priorities all the time and so that um, having patience really allowed me to give grace to people um, and to perhaps positively affect their day instead of negatively if I was not patient okay Josie do you want to ask her to plug something uh, I would like I would okay here's Josie to ask you to plug something <laughs> so I'm going to ask you to plug something uh, as every guest uh, as, as a, a listener <laughs> As a listener of the podcast, you know that mm-hmm. at the end of the interviews, we always ask the um, interviewee. interviewee to plug a book, recipe, coffee shop, 
so the floor is yours. Ah, thank you. I was thinking about this, and so since moving back to North Texas, so the last six months, um, my husband and I have kind of flipped roles in that before he was in school, and I was the one working full-time, and so he um, a lot of times would prepare our meals, and he is a fantastic cook, so that worked out very nicely, but now he's working full-time, and I have a little bit more time, so I am the one preparing meals, which is a learning process for me. Anyways, I have found a website that has fantastic recipes with... Um, like fairly common, simple ingredients. Nothing crazy like almond flour that you have to go and spend ten dollars. There is no way almond flour is a thing. It is. I haven't used it, but I've seen it in recipes, and I'm like, nope, there's a there's not a, trying that. There's a vegan Rylarian who is screaming at the podcast right now. Sorry, Frank. Um, okay, so the website is La Creme de la Crumb, and she has very tasty but reasonable recipes. So that is what I want to plug because it has been so helpful to me in this part of my life. Okay, and finally Jenny Carter, you were when we were when we were asking people to come and do this podcast, um, most people say who is this again? But then you said, "Well, I'd love to do the podcast, but I don't think that I'm particularly interesting." Because you said that you're just a stay-at-home wife. I think this has been one of the most interesting uh, interviews we've done, if I may say so myself. Yes. So how do you feel like this interview went? I want you to grade this interview. Um, I feel like it's pretty good. Um, Mm -hmm. Like one out of ten, let's go nine and a half. I love it. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love it. Well, I will give you that extra half, and I'm going to go ten out of ten. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for Jenny Carter. Yay! And a very special thank you to Jenny Carter, our special guest here on the RylaCast. That was coming from uh, Workday. We went out, right or no? Um, this was uh, one of the one of the Ryla get-togethers where we were all putting together. We we're having meetings, 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 on meetings. meetings. Yeah, lots of meetings. Anyway, appreciate Jenny Carter. Thanks, uh, Jenny. Yes, thanks, Jenny. You're great. <laughs> Keep it up. Keep being great. This is a dumb podcast. <laughs> Not you, Jenny. You're wonderful. No, you're, you're the great. best part of this podcast right now. And now, with something to leave you with on this wild card episode. Wild. Oh man, I messed it up. I'll try it again. Okay. And now, with something to leave you with on this wild card episode of the Rylacast, here's Josie. Well, thanks, Greg. Um, now, we did not talk about this before you started your story, but my story also has to do with the city of Pittsburgh. What a truly <laughs> bizarre coincidence. Uh, you guys should know just off the top. Um, we never rehearse these things, as you can probably actually. <laughs> be, yeah. You know what? I probably don't need to say that. Go on, Joseph. Thank you. Um, so, I, I tried to think about um, this wild card episode and and what I would even talk about. And a story from um, 2016 came to me when, and it has to do with Clemson and Pittsburgh. Man, this is another sports? <laughs> I presume sports. Sp- you, yes, I gonna, sports. I don't know if you were talking about like Clemson's debate team or something. Well, not anymore. Mm. I will go, I, I'll go with my sports <laughs> story. Uh, so it was uh, 2016 football season, and it was Joni's first trip to Clemson, uh, first major college football game. And if you think back in your Wayback Machine to um, 
2016, Clemson was undefeated, mm-hmm. home game against Pittsburgh, uh, night game, mm-hmm. and they lost I remember on like a very, field goal. I remember this very distinctly. The stadium was packed. And the whole season, it was Clemson was kind of getting through, just barely squeaking by opponents. And, uh, yeah, they were. They were walking a tire up that year. Yeah. There uh, were a couple games. They probably should have lost a game before then. Oh, definitely. Yeah. Um, and Sorry, this is a sports podcast now. Yeah, sports presidential leadership podcast. <laughs> uh, and I, in my in my younger youth, I was a very um, rabid sports fan. You know, what I wear to the games impacts the team. What I say, you know, I yelling at the TV, very emotional. Um, and this, this year, or that particular game, uh, I really kind of stopped to think about who I was with, you know, Joni, Clemson friends, just the atmosphere of the opportunity to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, fast forward to now, I've thought about, you know, one of your mantras is be kind. And I do say that. Well, maybe not mantra, but you do promote being kind to people, which I also appreciate. I think it's pretty cool. And uh, but I, I remember walking out of the stadium and everybody was just bummed out. And I'm like, you know what? We, you know, little old Clemson had come so far, um, and it was just a, a great opportunity. Um, I don't know where I'm going with this, but it was just one of those, like, moments where I felt like I finally got it as a fan. You know, sports right. is, is meant to be competitive and fun. fun and camaraderie, and it was fun. I mean, we lost the game. Clemson ultimately ended up winning the national championship that year. Poor guys. Um, poor guys. But it was really – and Joni – uh, bless Joni because she was terrified about going to a Clemson game ever again. Um. Yeah, she's bad luck. <laughs> that's science. Um, but yeah, no, that that's really interesting, and and I think that it kind of speaks to almost like the, like almost a, a different kind of spin on what we were talking about earlier, mm-hmm. in the sense that you start to realize bigger things than yourself. Right, and right. you start to you start to realize, okay, um, this is this is something that um, you, you, uh, I'm a big believer that that you're always weighing things in your mind, like even like little things of like, am I going to have a sandwich or am I going to have a pizza, things right. like that. But you're always weighing things in your li- your mind, and obviously in that moment, I I've, the, I don't want to speak for your brain, but <laughs> it sa- seems to me that like you are weighing how important is it that I am loud and supporting my team in in a way that I think is 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 most effective mm-hmm. versus how important is it that I am present with these people in a way that I will want to remember because here's the other thing if you were to go there and you were to scream your head off and you were to walk out of that stadium and be angry and sports sad and go on a sports walk those are real things by the way real things um and go on a sports walk, you probably would not have as fond of memories of that of that event with your now wife, right? As you do, that's true. And so, in the end, like, yeah, would have would have been more fun and maybe more of a release for you to go out there and scream your head off and then be really upset at the end of the game. Yeah, but at the same time, now down the road, here we are, three years later. It seems to me that that this is more of a positive memory mm-hmm. than it otherwise would have been if you had been. That if I don't know, like the 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 word presence kept coming to to mind for me when you were telling that story about how 
it's important for you to be it's important for you to be present and, and to weigh what's most important to you and 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 it seemed like being there with your friends was more important than who whether or not the Pitt Panthers, who are coached by Pat Narduzzi, look at that, kicked a field goal. That's right. I'm not looking at my computer right now. That's, <laughs> I just knew that, which is very sad. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, but yeah, so I guess in in something to leave you with, I'm sure everybody's listening to this, being like, "Ah, cool story. What are you going to leave me with?" Um, you know, be present in the moment, and it's okay. Um, you know, work on your patience. Mm. Be be patient and present in the moment, and just enjoy enjoy where you are and where you're going. Good job, Josie. Thanks, Craig. This is a very good wild card episode. Ah, there you go. Now I'm going to have to go in and in post. I'm going to have to put in all these air horns. It's going to be great. It's going to scare the doo-doo out of people who are like running or listening to it with their babies or things like that. Anyway, that is the Rylocast. That's it for this week. Uh, thanks once again to Jenny Carter for being our very special guest. Please... Uh, make sure you uh, tell a friend uh, about this podcast. And the antiquated way for somebody to tell uh, someone about the podcast this week is? Yes, uh, writing a letter, putting it on a ship, and fitting it in a bottle and shipping that bottle across the ocean. That is going to do it for us. Thanks for spending part of your day with us. And Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. We'll see you next week. Not next week. Two weeks from now. I'm wrong. <laughs>